From Only to Sleep by Lawrence Osborne There was, I thought, something calling to me from out in the dark. It came from out in the tempest, even from the lights of the fishing boats a mile out to sea. You can be called to a last effort, a final heroic statement, because I doubt you call yourself to leave comforts and certainties for an open road. But the call is inside your own head. It's a sad summons from the depths of your own wasted past. You could call it the imperative to go out with full-tilt trumpets and gunshots instead of the quietly desperate sound of the hospital ventilator. Victory instead of defeat. This is Gothic. Season 4 of the Gothic Podcast may contain sensitive material not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. I still remember the first time I got in my car and drove it off the lot. Still riding the high from negotiating the monthly payment, even though I knew I'd be living on broth and my housemates leftovers for a while, until the band started taking off. The salesman, a tall white man with more hair on his jacket than on his head, watching me from the office window, the engine thrumming at my touch, the thrill of speed. I used to love that. Hannah hated it. First among housemates, the one who brought us all together, she used to make me contact her whenever I arrived somewhere, and then scold me if I'd gotten there faster than she thought I should have. It was only teasing, mostly. We only really argued about it once the first time I took her for a ride on the highway. She said if I ever drove like that again, she'd call the cops and make sure I wasn't allowed to operate so much as a tricycle for the rest of my life. Good thing she didn't have to watch me race that desiccated one to the end of the pier, I guess. I'm thinking about her as I pass tow cables to Baz and Echo, close and lock the back, and give the Bronco its customary pre-gig pat on the bumper. Reckless, Hannah had called me then. Now, watching Baz pick the lock, I wonder if she would have said the same thing about this plan to steal the Dio's bikes and break into Hayashi's mansion. I had never let her see me drive like that again. Had stubbornly stuck to road rules and speed limits until I was the perfect ride, had smiled and laughed at her jokes about my need for speed, which became an ironic inside joke amongst those who knew me as the safest driver around. But she was right. I'd gotten on that highway that first evening, and immediately gotten cut off by a sexy little sedan painted midlife crisis red. Hannah had asked, rhetorically, why he thought he was so important. I'd laughed and said, yeah, doesn't he know that kind of behavior doesn't actually get you anywhere any faster? And then I'd said, watch, I bet I can keep up with him. And the next thing I knew, 
My heart was pounding in my ears. The sun had set, and the sedan's taillights flared inches in front of me as he fishtailed into the off-ramp right after the overpass. Hannah's arms were tight on my arm, her face white. I'd twitched the wheel to keep us on the main highway, letting the sedan get away, and started to slow back down to posted speed. I couldn't explain to her what had come over me. The sedan had pissed me off, sure, but only in the momentary, inconsequential way that random encounters with other people sometimes do. It wasn't about that. It was just that he'd run away, and I needed to chase him down. She'd said I was lucky not to be arrested. I'd thought about the cop car I had noticed right as we got on the highway, before I'd pressed my foot down and the color had gone out of the world and all the other vehicles seemed to melt away until it was just me and my prey racing along dim and empty pavement. And I didn't say anything. At least I hadn't hurt anyone. Still haven't, if you don't count the desiccated ones. I'm learning to control it, especially in Baz and Echo's company. We'd be fine, right? Get in, mess up their bikes, get out, quick and quiet. Rainwater's trickling down my hair and into my shirt as we enter the dark warehouse, turning into a cold finger of doubt down my spine as the motorcycles growl to life in front of us. A flash of red eyes, like taillights flaring in the dusk, shattering what remains of my joy at the chase. Coming here was a mistake. Reckless. 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 Hey there, Sojourners. And it is a, well, during the time of this recording, another lovely and super hot spring evening here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Far too warm. And so if you hear a helicopter on the recording, it's because I have my window open uh, because our air conditioning. uh, I mean... The problem with our air conditioning, which normally works quite well, is that the copper pipes that run the cold air, you know, into the house uh, are insulated. Uh, But the insulation has been eaten by the giant um, rats that live outside our house. Sorry about that. What are they called? Nutria? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Nutria. We thought it was the chickens, but we we have it meshed off, and so it has to be the Nutria or else some sort of dark and terrible magic of the mist. Because we all live in City of Mist, the City of Mist (laughs) RPG. The actual real City of Mist. The real City of Mist. I mean, supposedly, Portland's supposed to be, you know, rainy all the time, right? Theoretically. Yeah. (laughs) Right now, I kind of miss it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I I moved out here from Missouri uh, because I wanted the cool weather and the gloom and the rain. I even left my motorcycle that I had back in Missouri, back in Missouri, because I was like, I can't come out to, you know, Oregon. And I mean, I'll be able to ride it like three days, you know, a year or something. So now I have a new motorcycle because I've learned that's not true. And, uh, and yeah, so it's hot and it's, it was very sunny today and hot. (laughs) Welcome to Portland. Anyway, last time our rifts in our city of mist, they made some plans and they enacted some of those. They went and tried to find Andy Ayaz in the clinic where they had taken him after Bass had broken his hands. Sorry. (laughs) But he had been taken away by a fur coat-wearing Norwegian. 
who we know because of Ariel's report and because of Baz's notes, is a uh, fellow named Magnus Simeon who has had some contact with the Ivy Corp CEO, who is a person of prime interest, uh, Junichiro Hayashi. And Simeon apparently took away Andy somewhere. So after some discussions, our heroes have decided to track down the desiccated ones and maybe steal some of their motorcycles and break into Hayashi's manor house up in the Mansion Hills area of the city, which is also the last place that surely not was seen. That enigmatic receptionist at the metal shop who was (laughs) appearing all over the place there for a while. Well, anyway, it's gotten complicated here in the City of Mist, and our rifts have made their way back to the warehouse where they first followed a Ivy Corp truck flanked by desiccated one motorcycles. They broke into the warehouse, and they have discovered that, well, the place is occupied, but not just by the motorcycles, but also by desiccated ones. Four desiccated ones on motorcycles, and one, the late Mr. Singh, Baz's landlord. Baz is real freaked out. But having been run off the docks and into the ocean, apparently he came back not with a motorcycle, but with wings. Metal wings. That's just not wings. fair. Oh, metal wings, okay. Metal wings that are somehow attached to him behind. It's hard to see in the dark of the warehouse, illuminated only by the blue underlighting of the, of the motorcycles as they all roar into life, such as it is. And as the desiccated ones, each with their trademark sound, one who goes, and one who goes, and one who goes, ah, and one who goes, oink, oink, oink. (laughs) Wow. All the way home. We are a humor in horror podcast. (laughs) But before we find out what happens to our riffs now that they have broken into desiccated one central. After last episode, we uh, we had some advancements. So, who yeah. wants to tell us about uh, what they've done with their character and uh, and the crew itself? Baz, you want to start? Sure. I actually marked an improvement on my mission theme book, Destroy the Conspiracy, and I took the improvement getting good at this, which means I choose a core move that best represents my most common course of action on my mission. Whenever I use it with tags from my mission theme book, it's dynamite. Dynamite! Uh, And and of course, that move, going by what I use all the time, is take the risk. Hmm. What? Paz? Taking the risk? Never. (laughs) Yeah, it it practically never happens. Practically never happens. Who else has something they've they've advanced? I do. Um, So I uh, marked an advancement on my training theme book, Stage Presence. So I took the improvement expert advice once per scene. I can let another player use a power tag from my training theme, um, provided that tag describes a skill that I can reasonably teach them or that I could have taught them in advance. So functionally, Baz and Echo, I can allow them to use power tags from my training theme book when they're making roles. 
So is that kind of like an automatic help? It kind of. I mean, it kind of is. Yeah. It like I think it functions differently. It's like it, it the way that's written. It seems like it functions like it's your power tag natively, and you can just add it. But you know, I don't have to use a help point, and it's not using juice in the same way as as help points do. Not that we've ever quite figured out how you know help points. Use yeah, exactly. Juice. <laughs> yeah, performance, uh, all eyes on me and crowd pleaser are power tags that Baz is probably never going to use. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would argue that you could use performance if you're trying to do like an acrobatic feat of, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, strength or dexterity. Baz does have that weakness of not subtle. <laughs> or maybe while we're trying to infiltrate the mansion with the biker helmets on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. That would be a performance. Concealed, then he could uh, mm -hmm. deceive somebody with a performance. You <laughs> somehow also, assume that you're going to survive this next encounter. <laughs> well, I also assuming. liked that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just because it's a podcast and we're, you know, we try to hit <laughs> something like 24 episodes a season, doesn't mean we can't fill out the rest of the season with one shots. So <laughs> bold of you to assume. Dun dun dun. <laughs> People have been clamoring for more thirsty sword lesbians after our. Thirsty Sword Lesbian Spring Special. And I'm one of them. <laughs> so uh, what about you, uh, Echo? Did you get any advancements? I mostly did a lot of helping out. Um, if we didn't mark a crew theme, the only thing I could argue would have been Bardic Charmer for attention, because I did use a part of, uh, power tag during that. Oh, you used a weakness tag or a power tag? No, I used a power tag. Not much an advancement, but a little mark on something. But I know you guys also did get an advancement, an improvement in your theme, or in your crew our, theme. Our, our, yeah, our crew yeah. theme. Yeah. Right. I was just going to say, do you want to tell the listeners about our crew theme improvement? Sacrifice was the... Yes, that's right, listeners. We are now going to sacrifice each other upon the altar of, <laughs> <laughs> of audio dramas. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that altar, I wonder? Is it in, like, uh, Atlantic City? That's a great question. Where's Radio City? Hollywood. West Virginia. Radio City Music Hall is in New York. Okay, so basically, um, sacrifice. When two or more of you face danger against the same status and you get a hit, you may choose to extend the hit to one other crew member at the cost of exposing yourself. On a 10 plus, they take no status. All right, so how many of you are wearing trench coats? Because you're going to have to expose yourself. Well, it's City of Mist, so we're probably all wearing trench coats. <laughs> this City of Mist, yeah. <laughs> or at least fedoras. some kind of duster. Trench coats, fedoras, yeah, yeah, or a duster, maybe a bowler hat. A leather jacket with a, a suspiciously red hood on it for Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually is going to come into play here because you are all about to face danger because you are seeing a new uh, type of desiccated one. Yay. And that means that <laughs> you are going to be uh, facing danger against a status of disturbed two. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh. This one's an advancement, so it's not disturbed anymore. It's a little bit higher level than disturbed. Against what's what's up from disturbed? Per perturbed. Perturbed. <laughs> <laughs> Deranged. Uh, no. Terrified. Discombobulated. Offended. 
<laughs> discombobulated. I love it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, of discombobulated two upon <laughs> seeing I never. <laughs> the winged Mr. Sing. So, Mr. Sing's wings made me feel so discombobulated. So everybody is going to get to roll face danger. Okay. Roll plus power. Does Baz get to invoke sacrifice on that? Because he's got face danger as dynamite. I assume we all have to roll, and then you can choose to, like, use sacrifice to save someone who maybe didn't make it? Yeah, can Baz face danger for everybody? <laughs> he wants well, to you can all bad. roll it, and then okay. you can just see where you're at. Because the okay. sacrifice only applies to one other person. Right. Okay. I see. So anyway, yeah. So here we are. We are in this warehouse in the industrial zone near the docks. Uh, this is a dark, chill place. You can hear the patter of rain on the tin roof uh, above somewhere. The darkness has now been broken as blue lights light up as the underlighting for all of the Art Deco motorcycles that are here um, turn on, or at least four of them, as four of them here have riders, desiccated ones, who uh, their eyes glow red in the darkness. And then up on a catwalk that leads up by a uh, an office area, you see a fifth desiccated one, a, uh, a desiccated one who looks like Mr. Singh, the landlord of Baz, who died in the reign of bodies, and who's been following them around some. One of the other desiccated ones, one on the motorcycle, is, and most of you probably know this because you, you have hung out together for a while, it is Christina. It is Echo's sister. Oh, shoot. And so all this is happening here. Uh, but Mr. Singh up on the catwalk uh, has these wings made of metal. Uh, looks like actually parts of the motorcycle that he went over the docks and into the, into the bay uh, with. Because they're, it's outlined in bl uh, neon blue. That's just way too nice. cool. Nice. That's real metal. <laughs> that's that's yeah. Um, I had I wrote down in my notes sings wings parentheses <laughs> how metal. <laughs> <laughs> there there is a music musical theme running through uh, this whole season. So <laughs> he's sick. So he's wearing a turban as well. That is too cool. Blue light flickers on in the office as various computers fire up. Okay. That's freaky. So now you're faced with all this. So everybody roll face danger, and then we will see who wants to use your new crew theme tag. So no power tags at this point. Yo, no, you can have, you can definitely face danger with, with um, whatever tags you want. So we're, uh, we're trying not to be, what do we call it? Discombobulated? <laughs> yeah, discombobulated too. We're trying not to be discombobulated too. Uh, so I'm going to invoke performance to put my my like reactionless face on and uh and not not have a reaction look unflappable you know and i don't think that i have other power tags that i could use for that if you were putting a status on yourself it'd be unflappable too unflappable too <laughs> so let me see if there's anything that i want to say about this i would possibly argue 
impenetrable mind from my oh, yeah. siren song. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Use that. Yeah, well, you are you are correct, uh, Cadence. I'm not seeing anything else that I would yeah, want to really argue have a for lot. you. Right. You are very specialized. Mm-hmm. So I think Baz would like really try to claim that sacrifice thing and want to protect the vulnerable. Well, do we need to do that, or should we go with just something like synchronicity? Yeah, no, I, I think definitely. Uh, and and if we because we're all doing this together, we can all take the benefit of you know using synchronicity. synchronicity. Then does it apply to everybody at once? I I don't know. Usually, uh, I like. I mean, I like that idea because I mean, it is a a crew tag. Yeah, and so. I mean, you're only supposed to be able to use it once, but here you are using it as, you know, for the same thing at the same time. That's perfect. I mean... And it's synchronous. And there's no way that we're going to find this rule in the City of Mist rulebook. I'm sorry, the <laughs> City of Mist rulebook is just it's not, so on, hard not on short notice in a navigate. podcast. Um, so I'm going to do a rule of cool at the moment and just say, yes, you can... You can, can use, use synchronicity. So everybody can use synchronicity at once for yeah. this. Okay. I mean, it's check. called synchronicity. So yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Do we have to burn this power tag as we're using it? Isn't that how crude themes work? Right. So in sync will be will be burned. You won't be able to use it again until you unburn it during. Um, okay. Well, during geek out during credits, you can restore a tag. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and roll my face danger roll. That out of the way. Baz has a lot going on here. Uh, he wants to use his occult knowledge that he got from actually researching these specific beings. Okay, yeah, you uh, did. If you'll allow. Uh, immense strength. And and he's going to like try to step in front of everybody and like let out a, a roar. How do you see your immense strength working here? Because I always saw that as a physical thing rather than a... Do you just, like, flex so hard your shirt rips off? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's what he's going for. No, they, so they're facing these, you know, these five beings who are kind of, you know, super intimidating. So he's just going to, you know, at least figuratively flex on them and, and be like, I'm badder than you are, <laughs> is the thought. And he wants to, to use immense strength and frightening appearance from the Bastion theme book to kind of Ooh. stand up to these things. Mm. Uh, all right, I think it's a edge case, but I'll take it. And and the weakness tag overpowering opposition because obviously <laughs> this is it. Just to up the stakes, uh, I have rolled a miss with a result of five. Oh no! But that's okay because as long as you have one success, then you can use the sacrifice. <laughs> but echo. So go ahead and roll yours. Your face danger. Did you want to add anything else to yours? Well, I have the plus two, so I think I'm... I couldn't really argue a whole lot. I mean, unless you want to inflict a weakness tag on me. I didn't know if you wanted to argue a single target effectiveness on this one for my Siren Song. Yeah, because you are using it... You are using one of your Mythos uh, tags, and a weakness is single target effectiveness, and there are more than one of them. So it's only a plus one for me, and that's okay. Let's see what I end up with. Oh, nice. Got a 10. Excellent. Nice. For the 10, for face danger, you you fend off the effect. You are you are you are solid. You are stoic. You are your mythos sirenness is so distant from humanity that you're able to put a a block between what all of this means and seeing your sister again as one of these undead things. 
and and your your own mental health and and you're able to just like be like yeah <laughs> Well, I'm walking here. You know what I'm saying? I'm walking here, and I don't need none of you walking where I'm walking. Stay out of my mind, you mother effers. (laughs) (laughs) But do understand, they're not actually trying to mind control you here. It's just seeing this state. Protecting myself from that, yeah. All right, uh, Baz, bring bring it home or fail horribly. Yeah, (laughs) do your thing. Holy crap. Oh my god. That is a 15. Wow. I didn't even know it could roll that high in this I game. I rolled a six and a five with a power of four. Cheesy crazy. <laughs> Amazing. Like, this is Baz's moment. Yeah. Wow. I feel like Baz thrusts Cadence behind him, you know, for the whole sacrifice move. Somewhere Ariel goes, ah, I knew it. <laughs> You actually fling me against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Like, take one arm. Uh, Yeah, so just thrusts Cadence behind him and, and, like, mean mugs these guys. (laughs) He's ready to go and just roars. All right, so are you going, I guess you're going to have to do the sacrifice part because... Yeah, for sure. Because Cadence got a five. Was That is a failure, and so... Yeah, so uh, Cadence takes no status. And I take the status with a minus one tier. Wait, but isn't your move uh, uh, face dangerous dynamite move for you? It is. If the move is dynamite on a 12 plus, I can choose to fully protect both of you instead of choosing one of the other 12 plus options. So Yeah, so do you want to choose one of the other actions or do you want to fully protect yourself as well? I can reflect the status at our attacker oh, or otherwise nice. use it against Oh my god. Them. That would be so cool. That would be. You give your attacker an appropriate status of my choice with tier equals tier of the original status. Oh. Or I can bolster my defenses. That's awesome. What? I'm going to take the the tier one status and and instead reflect the tier two status back at our attacker. Uh, so as all of their motorcycles are revving, vroom, 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 I'll probably put in actual sound effects. Vroom, 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 vroom. <laughs> or I'll just no, go, no, no, vroom, I think vroom, you should keep doing that. Vroom, vroom. Yeah. Vroom, vroom, like, totally vroom, vroom, man. motherfucking vroom. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Vroom. The motorcycles are revving, but Baz just leaps out there, and then it's just like, ah, and, and he suddenly becomes more that figure that you saw when you looked at him there uh, in the library, which where you were at that time was not the library, but rather Baz's um, cathedral. The desiccated ones flinch. They don't like back up or anything, but you see motorcycles wobble some. You see you see them kind of jerk back uh, just for a moment. And then the the one up above, the one with the wings, although he looked like he was about prepared to um, leap into the air and fly or glide down toward you, whatever was going to happen, um, he actually, you know, jerks back as well. So, all right, you have this this moment of action you can use. What do you do? Run away? <laughs> Run away? <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel like my instinct would be to try and do my fading trick and uh, use my roads on the other side to just immediately, like, here's Baz taking all the spotlight. I'm going to do the opposite. 
and see if I can fade into the background and um, circle around and see if I can get a towing chain under one of their wheels or something and, I don't know, flip them over or something. So you are trying to use your tow chain that you acquired in the last episode. That's correct. uh, In order to go toe-to-toe with them. Oh, God. I guess first what you're trying to do is sneak around. Yeah, my first instinct is to sneak around because what I'm really trying to do is figure out a way to get myself in an advantageous location and then go toe-to-toe, you know. I would like to use roads on the other side. I want to see if I can make an argument for performance just in the sneaking part. I'm just like trying to be very quiet and this would require like bodily control. I don't know, though, because performance implies to me you're trying to be seen. And this is in your stage presence theme book. That's true. My reasoning for arguing for that one would be the performance I'm trying to give is of someone who's not noticed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so. I feel like Baz is almost automatically using a help point for this. For for taking attention away. Due to the description (laughs) that preceded this. I want to see if I can also make an argument for by a nose, which is a tag I put in there to describe jockeying for an advantageous position. I am going to throw in in the crosshairs, though, okay, as a weakness, because you are in the crosshairs here. You guys are targets. Right. <laughs> All right. Sneak around. Here we go. And the, the tag from Baz would be sheltered one. Sheltered one. Well, it doesn't matter anyway, because I rolled a total of four. It was Snake Eyes. You can't help that. (laughs) So Cadence starts just literally ghosting to one side, like almost like she becomes um, mist or ghostly in shape. And there's kind of a trail of ectoplasm behind her. (laughs) Um, But as she goes in this direction, one of the desiccated ones, in fact, the one that uh, at least bears the appearance of Echo's sister, cuts in front of Cadence, and their eyes blaze, and she pulls out a sword from a sheath on the side of the bike. At the same time, revs, because her right hand is on the um, throttle, revs the bike, and in that revving, Cadence, you feel your power drained almost um and you become physical and cadence and standing right there right by this sword wielding uh desiccated one and roads on the other side is burned for you dang it echo you're in a warehouse filled with desiccated ones what do you do oh my god is there a specifically focused one uh does it seem like sing is the most prominent well he's definitely got those um neon light lit up wings he's the coolest looking one maybe yeah okay (laughs) and that's what i thought but there is now one your sister uh who is threatening cadence who is right next to her and uh your sister has a sword raised ready to strike i hate this striding over towards cadence Still staying in between Baz and Cadence, and I am just gonna unleash a deafening blast and just scream, Leave her alone! All right. I think you can go with it with all you've got. Okay. 
So choose your powers. Deafening blast. I can argue uh, echoing it multiple times throughout the head. And I do only want to focus on the danger to Cadence at the moment, since it is my sister and I just want her to back off. So I shouldn't I shouldn't have to worry about the weakness tag of single target, because I am focusing on a single target. Do you want to use one of, uh, using the expert advice thing that I have, do you want to use one of my power tags from stage presence? Because performance could probably apply to this right now. I use performance constantly. Do you want it? (laughs) using one of our Q themes as well, crew themes. To be able to use yours, I have to use the crew crew theme, right? No, that's a thing that I have. That's a power that I have, so you don't have to use a crew theme. I can give you a power tag and let you use it in this move. That improvement pretty much just makes the power tags from that theme available to us. Yeah. Okay. What does that give me? A plus one? Um, yeah. Also, they're perturbed too. Heck yes. Um, so there's another plus two for you. So I have a plus five on this roll. Oh my god, yeah. That's great. Even if you roll snake eyes, it'll be a seven. Oh man, you're hitting Christina with all you've got? Yeah. That's not Christina, man. That's valid. That was really good. Uh, 13. Booyah. 13. Uh, you get to give the target an appropriate status uh, with your tier plus power. Power of five. This is going to take out Christina. And you also get to choose two from the list. It's you take cover or secure a superior position. You get them good or get more of them, plus one tier, or you control the collateral damage. I also have you hold the target's attention if possible and you gain the upper hand. You have shown a tendency to let this get out of control in the past, uh, Echo. If you wanted to hit more than one of the desiccated ones, I would totally be behind that. If that is the case, then I would also like to spread that damage out to at least Mr. Singh. I would let you do multiples of the regular motorcycle riding desiccated one. Let's do it then. But he's further away and higher up. And so I kind of see this as a big sonic boom going out from you. That sounds about right. What status do you want to give with this? This is a big, mean, a big, mean, terrible, awful status. What was your intent when you did this? Like a fear, like where they decide that that is not a target they want to be effing with at this point in time. So they almost run away or shy away from what they were, the goal they were going for. Something like out of our league five or, or uh, <laughs> I, I just, I mostly want to, I mean, the way I, I saw this was more or less like all of their flesh, just like ripping off of their, their bones. Like a Raiders, of the, Lo- Raiders of the Lost Ark out. style. Just like <laughs> That's cooler than what I was thinking. I was going for a turn undead where they just like turn around and go the other way, but that sounds way cooler. <laughs> Destroy undead. So, blasted five. That was blasted that five. That sounds amazing. Your intent is just to get your sister or the thing that isn't your sister away from Cadence, and you echo you. You just sort of step up and then you kind of lurch your head forward, and in that moment. The the siren um, in you comes out, and there is just this sonic blast that comes out as you say, get away from her. And 
there is this kaboom that rolls across Baz and Cadence, but doesn't harm you. But the desiccated ones all around, as, as the motorcycles are revving up, coming toward you, even with their momentary uh, perturbedness. And the desiccated ones, their leather jackets, their um, various things that they're um, wearing. You see the, the one that has the little happy face pin that you heard about from earlier. They are just blown off of the bikes, but almost in slow motion. As you see them blown off of their motorcycles, you see their their skin just peeling away and just shredding and then disintegrating almost until there's like skeletal forms uh, beyond. And they're blown, all of them are blown back into the shadows and into the, in toward the walls, the motorcycles purr for a moment and then fall over. <laughs> and you hear scrabbling out there in the dark, the remnants of the desiccated ones. Don't like the fact that two random skeletons are now crawling around me. <laughs> no, like four of them. Like everybody except for, oh, yeah, four. everybody okay. except for seeing was, uh, was affected. There is a cry from up above from where... The desiccated one who appears to be Mr. Singh opens his mouth vast and huge and goes, <laughs> Zoom just cut out both of you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Leaps off of the catwalk and the wings made apparently from his motorcycle that he went into the bay with power up and Two little jets on each side glow blue and start shooting out. Oh, my God. Shooting out flames. And he <laughs> swoops down toward your group. This would make a great episode of Gargoyles. He is coming straight for Echo. Echo, you are going to need to uh, face danger because he is coming at you with slashed two. You know, what do you have that you can uh, use to face some danger here is this this, desi this flying desiccated one is, is coming right for you. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, and now we have skeletons. You can choose to burn a tag in order to get a seven on your roll here. And swooping right towards me. Swooping right toward you, Echo. It didn't work before. Maybe it might work now. Just pull out that short sword again and swing towards it. I thought you said you didn't bring any weapons from the um, van. Oh, I didn't. I think I did say that. Christina has I a, had a sword, I left all the weapons though. behind. Christina did have a sword, though. Now, uh, so if you want that sword, you're going to have to change the game first before you can use it. So what it would look like in game terms, I mean in narrative terms, is you roll over by the, by, uh, the bike. You grab up the sword that had been held by your sister, and then you, you know, you'll be using it to try to block. And so there'll be a change the game to give yourself the story tag of sword, and then you will do a face the danger to uh, resist the status of being slashed. I like that idea. And you see it all comic book style, where you see, like, the motion action of ch -ch 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 running towards, swooping up the sword. And then turning around to face this thing 
barreling down. First, you have to change the game. So I would let you use medieval weapons on that for sure. Okay. It's a mild success. All right. Yeah, that's all you needed. You just needed the one juice. Yeah. There you go. You can create the story tag Katana, and uh, you have that in your hand now. And now you get to face the danger. You used Medieval Weapon for the change the game, so you can't use it again because this is linked. Right. And it seemed like I saw something else that I thought would be useful for you. Um, oh, right. Threatening monologue. I want to hear this monologue, Ooh. but... Um, <laughs> it's rather abbreviated because he's swooping down on you as you talk. I know, right? <laughs> Echo has enough time to roll over, grab the katana, and leap to their feet, and then face off, you know, as um, Singh is swooping down. I worry about that, though. What's that? Well, if I try to do that, I'm worried about inflicting the weakness tag of must tease or taunt the target. If you're giving a threatening mon monologue, you're probably taunting him. <laughs> yeah. So I'd use threatening monologue, but I want to hear what it is you say. Oh, that's my weakness. Can never come up with a one-liner. <laughs> Ooh, we should do our, uh, we should do City of uh, Mist uh, character sheets for each of us. And, oh my god. Uh, and then put that out as a bonus for our patrons. That'd be cool, uh, actually. Patrons. <laughs> We totally. have new uh, Patreon levels available, patrons, uh, <laughs> and uh, soon-to-be patrons. Dag Nabbit, Eric, it's a new episode. <laughs> you have to plug these things. Okay. Nobody, you know, for three or for four years, I've been trying to get these guys to mention once on social media that we have a podcast. Yeah, but and Patrick, consider this. Social media sucks and we all hate it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all introverts, damn it. <laughs> okay, Patrick, for you, I will do a social media <laughs> mention of having a podcast. I've mentioned on Tum I've uh posted on Tumblr about when we're live streaming. All right, what do you got for us, uh Echo? You kind of see that like stop frame kind of thing, like you're seeing a clip of a certain like graphic novel or something like that where you see Echo running, you see like the roll after all of the skeletons start to run away, you see them pick up the sword and turn towards this winged, desiccated being swooping down on them. That's right. Come and get me, motherfucker. And just stands and like swoops the sword around a couple of times because I'm sorry, but Echo is practiced with all of those medieval weapons and loves. Just the form and the art and the just the sound that they make as they cut through the air that just and gets ready for everything and just stares it right in the eye and uh, getting ready for it to pounce and just ready to just swipe away. Okay, first of all, I'm picturing that scene from Pirates of the Caribbean where Orlando Bloom is like, and I practice with them three hours a day. <laughs> exactly. <Pepper's> like, <laughs> How you did you get, get into my head? <laughs> How did you get into my head? <laughs> okay. We're all uh, the same person. So, is it possible for Bez to use a help kind of in combination with the move he wants to make eventually when we get there? Because he wants to throw, like, like use the cable, the tow cable, like a bullwhip. And, like, wrap it around Mr. Singh's leg or wing or, you know, whatever's available. 
Nice. And okay. and like pull on it to, you know, drag him off course and so he doesn't obliterate Echo. Sure. Yeah, we can say that actually this is something you do. You you throw this and you you tangle it up a little bit here. You might, you know, your your main move is going to happen here in a minute, but but right now you get a, you know, you throw it just as it's coming swooping down and it catches a leg just for a moment. So that is that's a lot. Um hopefully that helps even if a bad roll comes out. It's a miss. A two and a one plus three is what it's giving you. Or a six total. However, they are still perturbed too. So oh. that will take <gasps> it to an eight. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dear listeners, we all just made the touchdown <laughs> arms. There's a lot of hands in air tonight. You take the status, but it's at minus one. So he swings his sword. As he's fl- as he's flying by, but he's off he's off kilter and only grazes you, and so you take grazed one. This will be a min- This will be a negative status. Uh, Baz. Okay, so Baz is attempting to kind of secure a a good hold with the chain and like reel sing toward him. I almost feel like he's trying to stop holding back at this point. You want to be using your mythos power? Yeah, I mean, he, he basically wants this uh, tow cable to lick out, like, attach on some, you know, wrap around an ankle or something and pull Mr. Singh to him because he, he unlike uh, Echo's opinion, he thinks that Mr. Singh is still there in some way. Uh, and he actually wants to bring him front and center and, and commune. For stop holding back, it's just roll with logos. Yeah. I don't think this is... I think it's significant, but I don't think it's super huge. Does that match with okay. your... Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So on a 10+, plus, you'll mark fade or crack on one theme. On a 7 to 9, you'll mark fade, crack, and burn all the power tags on one theme. Whoa. And on a miss, you pay the price given for 7 to 9, but you also lose control over your powers or fail to use them as planned. I decide. It's a 7. Barely. <laughs> You will be uh, burning all the t- uh, power tags on one theme and marking fade or crack on that theme. So I feel like uh, Bastion has to be the one uh, because, you know, because this is all about protecting things and that's what he's put on the line for this. And because it was a weak success, you know, it kind of doesn't work right in some way. You pull as hard as you can using all the strength of of this form that is beyond your own mortal form and the chain is wrapped around this desiccated one who looks like Mr. Singh and uh the jets on the the wings are powering and they're straining against that chain uh but you just pull him in like you're pulling you know reeling in a shark and they give one little last yank and he like crashes into the ground um nearby but in doing so, the chain comes undone, and he quickly leaps to his feet. But at the same time, up by the office, the office door opens as a light comes on bright and clear in there. And then as lights flicker on all across the warehouse, Uh-oh. the the fluorescence coming on up above in the rafters and uh, illuminating all of the warehouse you see in one glance around several things here there's 
a large rune um, pentagram almost uh, drawn on the floor. There's uh, the bikes laying around, some of them, you know, still running, others not. You see the last little bits, uh, uh, bits and parts of some of the desiccated ones. But up on the catwalk, stepping out of the office, is a man, a tall man wearing a big fur coat, uh, shaven-headed, honestly looks just like Vin Diesel from X, <laughs> and he claps and says, There is nothing for you here. Turn around. Only death awaits you. You will find no answers from me. Find out what happens next time on ah! the, the Gothic Podcast. Podcast. Wow. Do, 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 do. I can't <laughs> believe that I turned the zombies into skeletons. I what can't the believe that you turned the fuck? zombies into skeletons either. That's so rad. I can't believe I mutated Mr. Singh into a evil angel guy. The Gothic Podcast is a horror and humor actual play audio drama produced by C. Patrick Nagel and Goblin Brook Manor, LLC, starring C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise, Jesse Baldwin, Eric Halbert, and me, Kirsten Valerie. Our logo was designed by Jared George Art, and our theme music is by Zoe Hovland. We stay afloat thanks to you, so if you can, please support us on Patreon and follow, like, and review us on iTunes and all our social media platforms. Thanks for joining us in the dark, Sojourners. Okay, because this is a horror and humor podcast, I really need there to have been that moment where the uh, desiccated ones looked at their naked bones, went like, covered up their pelvises and like ran, (laughs) and then (laughs) ran away. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh, no!